This is ASI's Editorial Director, Michelle Bell, and I have the pleasure of being here with Neil Ringel, the new CEO of PolyConcept, and David Nicholson, the President of PolyConcept North America. And I wanted to do this podcast because Neil, being new to his, certainly his role at PolyConcept, and new to this kind of platform in our industry, I wanted to uh, ask him a few questions. So Neil, welcome. Thank you very much, Michelle. <laughs> well, it's nice to meet you. And, you know, I read through your backgrounds, and I know you've had um, a long tenure with Staples, 23 years, I believe. So can we just jump right in and can we talk about your background insofar as how it relates to the promo market in particular? Sure. Uh, I spent about 23 years at Staples, like you said, in various positions uh, from when the company was small to when the company became a, a, a Fortune 125. Um, all of my time at Staples was spent um, in the B2B business, uh, starting in sales uh, management and then progressing through various leadership positions, um, which ultimately had me as the president of North American Delivery uh, until I left at the end of September. Um, along those 23 years, I, I can't count the number of customers that I met with, but uh, it gave me a great passion for the customer experience and providing salespeople with the tools and service they need to serve their customers. It's that simple. It gave me a strong background in digital commerce uh, and marketing, which uh, combined uh, for me to speed interactions and provide real-time uh, insights and, and access to data for our sellers so they could provide it to their customers. Um, and while my background was primarily office supplies and, and office services, Staples is obviously no stranger to the promotional products industry so I come with some familiarity about the industry, uh, but I have a lot to learn. Yeah, well, you have someone really great there to teach you with Mr. Nicholson. I, I, I do indeed. Uh, and look, I know that, that customers, regardless of industry, uh, want the same things. They want excellent service, knowledgeable partners, uh, and they have an expectation, as they should, for on-time and accurate service and delivery. So... The passion that I had at Staples for delivering those things is going to follow me here to uh, PolyConcept. So did you find your way to PolyConcept? Was that, you know, did Charles Bank approach you? Um, were you looking? Can you just kind of walk us through that timeline? Sure. Uh, I was uh, winding up my career at Staples um, at the end of September and uh, had begun uh, a search, although I thought uh, I might spend a little bit more time um uh, Relaxing. Huh, uh, no but, such luck. No, no, no such luck. In winter in Boston, encourage you to do something. You know, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's cold and it's snowy most of the time. Uh, but I began to, uh, to have conversations with uh, a number of, of different organizations, including uh, Charles Bank. Uh, and uh, as you know, the end of the story, here I am. I do. So, you know, Neil, as I'm sure you would agree, when there's a change at, at the C-level of a company, when, it, when it's the CEO or someone at that level, it typically signifies a profound change in strategy. So can you talk to us about some of the shift in priorities or some of the goals that you have regarding polyconcept and things that you'd like to achieve? Sure. Well, it certainly was a change in my personal strategy. Um, <laughs> I'm in the process of uh, moving from Boston to Pittsburgh, and I'm, I'm excited about that. But to answer your question directly, uh, right now, Michelle, my immediate focus uh, is on listening and learning uh, from, from David and from the, the rest of the team. Uh, 
as well as uh, going out and visiting our operations, uh, meeting the teams that, that run our business down at the grassroots level, observing them, asking an enormous amount of questions. I think at this point I've already made myself um, a little bit annoying to some folks uh, as I continue to, to ask, ask, and ask about how we do things and why we do them. And then uh, earlier this week I actually began um, calling our customers uh, on the phone and visiting some in person, all in an effort to get up to speed as quickly as possible. That's going to help me uh, immeasurably as we we begin to look at our strategy, one that already exists, but uh, should there be tweaks to it. Now, I, I can say this, though, uh, strategically. Uh, I like the direction of this company. I, I You'll hear me say this uh, throughout uh, our conversation. I'm impressed with the people here. Um, our commitment to our resellers is central to our strategy, and that's not going to change so it's interesting you say about the people. Um, what else has really struck you about Polyconcept? I know you've only been with the company, you know, for a hot minute, but what has really struck you about Polyconcept and its place in the industry? Uh, you know, I'm, I'm learning our place in the industry. I obviously know it from being an outsider. And one of the things that attracted me to joining Polyconcept was its reputation in, uh, in the industry. Um, so no shock when I got here that I saw... Uh, passionate people doing uh, really good work uh, around a customer-centric mindset. Uh, I had hoped to find that. Um, I certainly have found that at every turn, uh, the word customer comes up a lot, customer being obviously our our, our distributors, our resellers. Mm-hmm. There's, there's a great passion here, uh, and that was something I, I, I guess I'm not surprised to find given the reputation. Uh, but it is always nice to see it reaffirmed. Sure. So regarding the goals, I would ask both in the near term, let's just say three to six months, in the longer term, you know, if you look down the road to, you know, three to five years, what do you see in Polyconcept's future, whether it be acquisitions, um, you know, delving into new markets? Can you touch on that a bit? Yeah. um, I'll give you the the high answer for for three to six months. I'm continuing to learn, and, and right now, my concentration is on my onboarding and, and the initial 90 days to make sure I fully understand before we start getting into any potential changes in strategy. I understand why we're doing the things we do, mm-hmm. um, and I get a chance to hear people's opinions uh, and, and voices and perspectives. Uh, but to lift it to lift that up a little bit to the three- to six-month mark, uh, I hope... Uh, that the team uh, joins me in this uh, line of thinking, that our goal is to be the first choice for our customers. Um, my aspirations are that customers think of Polyconcept first when they have to decide who to buy from. Um, we'll earn that uh, and have to re-earn that every day with how dependable and innovative we are uh, to the resellers we serve. And so for the next three to six months, my, my goal is to understand the business and then understand what will it take uh, through conversations with customers and team members alike, what will it take to be that first choice for any opportunity that crosses their desk. That, that's my goal for the next three to six months. Gotcha. And have you spent much time uh, either talking to, or I don't know if you visited them yet, PF Concept, of course, the European arm of Poly Concept, um, you know, and talk to Rolf, who runs that uh, division of the company, insofar as your goals for them? 
Yeah, so uh, so Ralph and I uh, are talking regularly, and I have uh, a trip scheduled um, in a few weeks to go over and spend a week um, with Ralph and his team, uh, visit our facility in uh, Poznan, Poland, uh, and, and get a chance to see all the good things that they're doing there. They're coming off a couple of great years um, in Europe, uh, and I'm, I'm really interested to get over there. I uh, just had to prioritize uh, North America first, uh, being I'm here. Uh, but I do plan on going there, and I'm also headed over to uh, to China in a couple of weeks as well. Gotcha. Ah, a place David and I know well. Mr. Nicholson, how are you doing? Yes. Good. <laughs> so let's talk for a second about where you see the strategy of uh, PCNA specifically going uh, with you and Neil working together. What are some of your goals going forward? Yeah, I, I would reiterate, I think, Neil's guiding principle of, you know, I think what is not going to change for us is we'll remain a, you know, customer-first, um, growth-oriented business and company. I think that's, that is certainly been a clear part of our strategy, and I, I don't suspect that, you know, we'll see that change. I think, you know, where, where I think we may have some shifts or areas that we choose to invest more heavily in or um, pull back on some investments, but... You know, I, I would I'd certainly share with our resellers and distributors um, areas they can expect to see continued uh, support and investment and focus from us. One is on the digital side. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we, we continue to believe that has to be an important part of our strategy. And quite frankly, it has to be an important part of the industry um, evolution very quickly as we, you know, as we see the world change around us. So, I don't suspect that will change. I think probably Neil's experience at Staples is only going to accelerate our focus focus there. Uh, I think you'll continue to see an aggressive product um, agenda for us in terms of new new product introductions, brands that we're bringing to market, um, as you've seen over the past you know two decades from us. I don't I don't sense that that's going to be a major shift. And the final, the final is, you know, and again, I think this is very consistent with Neil's uh, service philosophy is that uh, we're going to continue to work very, very hard to improve our service um, and to make sure that we are the supplier of choice. So, um, yeah, I think those components will be areas that I think will, will, you know, will remain key tenants to our strategy over the next few years. David, just out of curiosity, is it your sense, knowing the industry as well as you do, and I mean, you and I have been in the industry for about the same time, over 20 years, do you think this industry is kind of on par with other industries as far as keeping up with digital and technology? Are we lagging behind? I'm just curious your sense of that, your opinion. Yeah, well, I'm I'm quite certain I I know what Neil's answer would be. What is Neil's uh, answer? uh, Well, we're we're lagging pretty far behind, and I, you know, obviously uh, Neil can speak to it, but he's seen the the impact of Amazon and seen the impact Mm -hmm. of e-commerce on the office products world, and it it was pretty dramatic. Yeah, I I, I would. (laughs) I've probably said the word digital um, a thousand times uh, since I've been here over the last three weeks. to answer your question directly, I would point to other industries, um, starting with Amazon, uh, and the simplicity and ease in which they allow their customers to shop. Mm-hmm. Now, I recognize that that's a consumer buying a product, not a distributor um, having to customize something. But nevertheless, the principles are the same. To the extent that we can reduce friction from the process, reduce the need for a phone call or a follow-up, 
anything that we can do to simplify the lives of the account executives who are out there selling on a daily basis and in turn allow them to streamline their communications with their customers, that's that's on us to improve the process digitally, um, to have a mobile strategy, to have a web strategy, and to have systems internally that allow um, our people to be more responsive. Uh, I, I think that if they are the benchmark uh, for how people shop and buy today, then our aspiration should be to move as close to a single click or a push notification instead of having to call for something. I mean, they've, they've made all industries um, wake up uh, and innovate faster, and I'm, I'm grateful for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I do believe that, that there's a lot that we will be able to do um, for our resellers uh, in the coming years. I would agree. Look, nobody is going to look at this industry overall and call it uh, a spectacular example of e-commerce savviness. I would, I would think that you guys, that you, Neil, especially coming from Staples, maybe there's some efficiencies that you can look at and maybe fine-tune for our industry. Would Is that a fair statement? Yeah, I, I think um, you're right, Michelle. There, there are, are some things that I've seen in my early days um, where we can bring improvements that, that I've experienced in that other industry. Uh, part of, of what I'm attempting to do now while I run around and, uh, and listen and learn is to understand what our customers want. Mm-hmm. Um, and not just what we believe they want. And and when we've stitched all that together with David's 20-plus years of, of experience um, and listening to the voice of the customer and bringing in some people from the digital world who can uh, help guide us, we stitched that together, and I'm sure we're going to have a pretty uh, awesome offering, but it won't be overnight. Uh, but it is definitely one of our aspirational goals. That's great. And Michelle, I think. One other just quick comment because I think it's an interesting comment for for the for our industry on the U.S. side to think to, to certainly understand is the evolution on the European side that we've seen with PF has actually been uh, interesting analog. Uh, you know their distributor base has moved online at a much faster pace uh, than what we've seen here in the the U.S. side. Why is that? Do you think, David? You know, I, it's a good question. We we quite honestly struggled to to figure out why the adoption. Um, you know, I mean, PF now gets uh, more than half of their orders um, via their website, via their portal, and these mm-hmm. are decorated orders. Mm-hmm. And there's just been much stronger adoption to those types of digital tools and way, ways of working. Um, so yeah, it's it's a, it's a great certainly a great question of why that has. We continue to look to understand it. At the same time, it's also uh, it's a good learning for for us, but also for for all of uh, all of the U.S. side of this industry. That's great. Well, it, do you guys would you like to add anything else? No. Uh, I have one other sure. question for Neil, actually. Yeah, you got a question. Go ahead, far away. <laughs> Only because I'm quite familiar with Mr. Nicholson's answer to both of these questions. All right, you ready, Neil? Stones or Beatles? Stones or Beatles? Uh, that's easy. Stones, um, Exile on Main Street, the top five album for me if I'm ever stuck on a desert island. <laughs> oh, a man after my own heart. And most importantly, possibly the most important question I will ever ask you, vodka or tequila? Well, that depends if you're buying. Um <laughs> 
So if, if you're buying, I'm going to say vodka. If I'm buying, I'm going to say it's probably bourbon or beer. <laughs> well, good to know. I look forward to that. Thank you guys for your time. And Neil, welcome to the industry. Thank you so much. Thanks, Michelle.